0: Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some
1: spoilers. You've been warned.
0: Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and my soul is full of garlic because garlic bread is delicious. I'm Eric, and well, my heart's an empty hole. It hasn't been installed yet.
1: Heart EXE not found. I'm Richard, and I'm full of a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Can't get anything without GMOs these days.
0: Ah, all right, but uh, let's get to it, guys. It's time to fill these plot holes. What are we going to fill this plot hole with? Well, how about we fill them with some uh, Jing Tinglers? I mean, I got some extra Foo-Floovers.
1: I've got a Tartuca.
0: And how about some Hoo-Hoopers? I got like three or four used Gardukas.
1: Ooh, that'll go well with my Trumtukas.
0: And the slu I'll just slam those in there after I throw down my Bloom Bloopa.
1: Ooh, I've got a Who that I can go in with there, too.
0: And I think that would go great with that great big electro fluke that we have in the back. That'll just totally fill that pl- hole right up.
1: Heck yeah. Like it's never even there.
0: As we talk about the plot holes today in How the Grinch Stole Christmas
1: and How the Grinch Stole
0: Christmas. And the Grinch. It's a Grinch triple-sode as we talk about all the Grinches currently out. That we wanted to watch. So, uh, I mean, do we all have to go different plots, or? I mean, like, we could probably give the, uh, the Grinch is a mean one who lives atop of Whoville and, well, steal, tries to steal Christmas, but doesn't, because it's uh, the feeling that counts. Well, I mean, so the plot is, is that the Grinch looks over the mountain, and he lives on the mountain, he looks down in Whoville, and he's like, you know what, I don't like Christmas. And I'm gonna get the Christmas from these guys. So he dresses up like Santa Claus, goes into town, steals Christmas, meets a little girl, goes up to the mountain, and is gonna throw away Christmas. When he hears all the people in the town singing, and realizes Christmas can't be stolen. It's and barely a noun. Back. That's the plot. That's that's every movie, right?
1: Yeah, no, that that works that's basically. Not
0: like in a big old uh, explanation of why the Grinch hates Christmas, do they? Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we should talk about which Grinch, which Grinches we watched. All right. Well, uh, the Grinch I watched was the original 1966 animated TV special. It's
1: so old.
0: Yep. It, uh, originally aired on, a uh, December 18th, 1966. I, I really don't have any information on a uh, budget or, uh, like uh returns on that because it's a tv show but i mean we all know that what the grinch is so uh some facts for you the uh Thrill ravenscroft who sang the song is uh also the voice of tony the tiger that's great in frosted flakes tv commercials um, with, uh, Boris Karloff. So he's the narrator mm-hmm. and he is also voice of the Grinch. So when he was recording, he just, uh, narrated the whole thing in the same voice. But when they came to the Grinch, they, uh, removed the highs of his voice to give him just the low gravelly sounds. Also, the Grinch wasn't originally green. Really? Yes. In the original books, the Grinch is just, uh, black and white. Okay. Fair. But uh, the green color was decided by the director, Chuck Jones, um, from his experience renting cars in the Washington-Baltimore area, which always seemed to be the same green shade. And so they gave it to the Grinch. So uh, yeah, those are, those are some facts for you. And that is my The Grinch, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Or Grinch Prime. The original Grinch. Core Grinchiness. So like, if we were to talk about this as a Godzilla show, like this is the original Godzilla and everything afterwards is a different timeline or different dimension, or I don't know. I'm not that deep into the Godzilla lore. I think this is more Grinch lore. I don't know how the Grinch verse works. I think, well, because I mean, the Godzilla, you have the Toho era, the Showa era, but they're all like separated from each other. So I'm wondering if the Grinch operates on the same principle. Quite probably. I just assumed because in another Grinch movie, um, we see that it happens on a snowflake. And so since every snowflake is different, every Grinch living on a different snowflake is different from any other Grinch in some minor way. I think that's a Horton. Here's a who rules or whatever. Cause in that book, wasn't, didn't he find whoville in the dandelion or whatever? On the, like, flower thing? I can't remember exactly what he found, but he was the only one who could hear the Who's in Whoville. And you see a Grinch in that flower. Like, and, and as one of the background characters. Huh. So every tiny uh, Who village and any surface has its own Grinch story. Basically, yeah. All right, so Grinch into the Grinchiverse confirmed. Is that going to be your title now, Eric? into the Grinch-verse. Maybe it should be. I'm going to write it down. All right, but uh, what about everyone else's uh, Grinch story? What are the facts about uh, yours, Eric? So I watched a 2000 How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the one with Jim Carrey. So facts about this movie. It it was released uh, November 17th, 2000. It had an estimated budget of $123 million. Uh, worldwide, it ended up making three hundred and forty-five million dollars and eight hundred and twenty-three thousand. So, not quite double, but or no, it was it was doubled, barely. Um, but some other fun facts about this movie: that in two thousand, this was the most sold movie, in that they sold fifty million tickets. I mean, I, I think thought it was theaters. I think I saw it in theaters, too. Let me find the... Let me just make sure, because 50 million seems like a lot. But... I mean, 50 million is a big number. Yeah.
2: 50 so it million, of seems...
0: anything, is a lot of something. Yeah. Anyways. I'll it's look, and if, I, if it's that's cool. not true, I'll cut that, cut that out. But, so, other fun facts about this movie. So, Jim Carrey spent two hours in the makeup chair... Uh, putting on the Grinch costume and one hour taking it off. Um, he said by the end, he became a Zen master and he was helped through that because he asked one of his, uh, or he a- so he asked a CIA agent how to get through uh, or to teach him some torture resistance techniques. The suit was made out of yak hair dyed green. See, that just that- sounds uncomfortable. It sounds very hot. How about that? Also kind of itchy. Uh, he also wore uh, yellow contacts, which became so uncomfortable that some scenes they had to digitally uh, change the color of his eyes because they were so uncomfortable. I don't, I don't, everyone here who's put on um, cosmetic contacts would know that, yeah, they're not great. I mean, I have, I've worn them before. And, now, and, and nowadays, nowadays they would have just done all his eyes as yellow in After Effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got rid of Superman's beard. I mean, they tried to. They used the blur (laughs) tool. Um, So yeah, but that's basically how the Grinch stole Christmas, the 2000 version with Jim Carrey. Um, Lots of oh, there's also a lot of Easter eggs. There's green eggs and ham in there somewhere. It's it's in the uh, the final meal sequence. A lot of uh, the Grinch's lines were ad libbed by Jim Carrey. that's just working what Jim Carrey's like. And so this the sets were built in the Universal Studios, uh, one of the backlots. But for funsies, Jim Carrey, um, let's see. So Whoville set was mostly built on the backlot of Universal Studios behind the Bates Motel. During a break in filming, Jim Carrey surprised and scared tourists on the Universal backlot tour by running out of the hotel wearing a dress and brandishing a knife. <laughs> That's a Jim Carrey thing to do. Oh, so it gets the uh, pain out of you, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of those. I'm not sure techniques. So I'm not sure. I assume he was in the Grinch suit. That would be even funnier. But <laughs> or one last fun bit of trivia. So in the movie, when Jim Carrey's going through and the Grinch is about to go down to the Whoville celebration, and he's picking out an outfit, he pulls a, a tablecloth out from a table, and none of the None of the plates fall down. It's that magic trick where you can yeah. just pull, pull a tablecloth. Well, in the script, they were all supposed to crash down. But because yeah. Jim Carrey did it right, they didn't. So that's why he walks over and knocks them all down. So that would be, uh, it would follow the script. I don't know. I, I think the him pulling it out perfectly and knocking stuff over is a much funnier scene. It's definitely no. grinchier. It. I think that it is as well. It's just one of those happy, happy accidents. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have worked as well if he planned it. But now it's like, oh, pulls it out. And smashes things. I mean, and Jim Carrey's a great, has great comedic timing and whatnot. Uh, he did stand up. And so he understands, okay, this would make a funnier scene. All right. No, that was very, that was very interesting. So, Richard, what about your Grinch?
1: I watched the 2018 animated uh, CGI Grinch. Uh, it was released on November 11th, 2018. Had a, an estimated budget of 75 million. Get 67.5 million back on its opening weekend. Grossed 271 million in the U.S. and Canada, and 502.8 million worldwide. It's
0: the most successful Grinch.
1: I least. don't know. I would probably say yours is the most
0: successful, John, because it had it's had like sixty years to
1: accumulate wealth, but it didn't capitalize on that.
0: Uh, uh, we just don't know. But by the numbers that we can measure, the twenty eighteen Grinch has the
2: highest return rate. But
1: yeah, it was an interesting one. Uh, it had. It's got Benedict Cumberpatch as the Grinch. And originally, all of the people involved wanted Benedict Cumberpatch to keep his British accent. But he refused because everybody else in Whoville had American accents. He's like, it would make no sense, given our script of the Grinch being from the area to speak differently than everyone else. And so you have Americanized uh, Bandersnatch Cumberbund.
0: Is it the same as his uh, Doctor Strange accent? No. Because
1: I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but... It is not the same as his Doctor Strange accent. It's true. The whole time you, when you watch it, you'll be like, where do I know this voice from? I know this voice. And then you'll get to the end of the movie and go, that was it? Um, it did have... It was originally supposed to be released in November of 2017 but uh they were going to be competing against a different holidays movie it was i think it was the star or something can't even remember and then they were running behind on post production but they were trying to shoot for 2017 so that it could have been 60 years after the release of the book for the oh, 60th anniversary okay. there and then uh They had a bunch of stuff teased for this because much like all of their other Dr. Seuss films, uh, it was put down in a Despicable Me film with one of Gru's adopted daughters wearing a T-shirt with the main character on it. Because in the first Despicable Me, she's got a Lorax shirt, and in Despicable Me 3, she's got a Grinch shirt.
0: So they tease ahead of time which Seuss they're going to do?
1: They did indeed. And the in this movie, the Grinch is a is an inventor. He makes a lot of things to help him uh, steal all of Christmas in the amount of time. And that actually comes from the one of the follow up TV specials, uh, where called, called the Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat, where the Grinch makes a bunch of inventions to Grinch the Cat in the Hat, who is also something of. A mischievous inventor.
0: I don't think I've seen that special. A- have you seen that, Eric? I have not. No, I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Well, welcome to the one—the weird world of TV specials. Nineteen eighty-two. The Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat. So sixteen years later, and in that one, the Grinch does some inventing, and so they pulled that aspect of the Grinch in for this film. Uh, it, it also has the Grinch being a much nicer pet owner in this one. Uh, he he actually kind of like cares about Max, and Max seems to actually like the Grinch, which was just kind of a, an interesting difference. That's true. And in, in the original,
0: uh, Max is just kind of a sad sack. He's kind of afraid of the Grinch, and the Grinch makes him do things. Then again, I I believe the Grinch in the original is perhaps the most evil of the Grinches.
1: He is definitely the most evil of the Grinches. Because you see, that Grinch doesn't need a reason to steal Christmas. We spend hours with ours trying to find out why they'd steal Christmas.
0: All right, but uh, any more facts?
1: I mean, this is the fourth animated feature that Angela Lansbury has done a fi- done a voice in. She ha- she had done The Last Unicorn, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and Anastasia.
0: Isn't she just like the mayor in this one? Like that, like two lines.
1: Yeah, no, she does. She doesn't have a whole lot of lines in here. But it is only the fourth animated feature she has done any voice acting for. All right. And it skips from like 1997 to 2018.
0: All right. So do we have plot holes? Well, I guess the one plot hole that Richard and I would have, uh, at least it showed up in mine. I don't know if Richard has any on IMDb, but it says uh, it's
1: not in the list, but it does get brought up.
0: So it applies. So it says on mine, the Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. Despite this, the larger part of the film is devoted to showing us why the Grinch hates Christmas.
1: And see, that is, in fact, it it's not the larger part of the film for mine. Uh, it does touch on it. But again, I like I would put it down as where we have having the voiceover from a narrator. It is informing us that nobody in Whoville knows why. And at least in mine, even at the end of the film, no one really knows why he hated Christmas a whole lot. All they know is that he hated Christmas, stole Christmas, and then brought Christmas back. And then they're like, well, you don't have to be alone anymore. And we know that the Grinch was lonely, but nobody else knows that this was the big turning point for him.
0: I mean, I think it kind of applies to the original because they say that no one quite knows the reason. But the Grinch knows why he eats Christmas, and he lets you know it's because it's noisy, and they wake up early, and they play the toys, and they eat all that food.
2: It's just too much. I I think, really,
0: the Grinch just has sensory uh, overload issues. Could be. That's why he lives alone on the top of the mountain. Maybe he's an ascetic.
1: He and can't he hates can't, the he, crass commercialism.
0: Yeah, he can't stand the sound of someone else chewing. He can't hear that on the mountain.
1: Mesophonia is a real thing.
0: But uh, see see it's a declaration in the very beginning, and then you were told the reason. So it's not actually false. Because no one
2: quite knows the reason, and then you find out the reason. You just change states. At the beginning you didn't know, but now you do.
1: Or again, the people there don't necessarily know why or what changed.
0: The who's down in Whoville don't know. Mm hmm. In any of the who's, Whovilles?
1: What about yours? Yeah, I know they didn't in mine, and I don't, they definitely didn't in the 1966 one. What about yours, Eric? Did they know why at the end of the film, why the Grinch hated Christmas?
0: I could maybe see one. Or two characters. So you have the the mayor character who was a bully to the Grinch when they were kids and the Grinch's love interest. They might have had prior knowledge, but just overall whodom, I don't think um, they would have known at all. It's just the Grinch apologizes for trying to ruin Christmas. Uh, All said and done, nothing really happened in in the who's own words because i mean the grinch literally broke and entered and stole like all their things and then brought it back them yeah but now people have to carry it back to their homes it's a prank it was a prank bro so yeah i could maybe see one or two characters with previous history with the grinch but I also think that the mayor in that one wouldn't actually know that he was the reason why the Grinch could uh, do Christmas because that would mean that he had done something bad mm-hmm. and he doesn't have the self-awareness. So yeah, just in, in summation, nah, they don't know. They just know the Grinch turned a new leaf and he loves Christmas now. All right, Eric. Well, how about this plot hole for you? The Grinch... Uh, runs away from the Whoville as a young boy and stays up there. His only interaction with the town being him stealing their garbage when it's coming through the, the dump. So how does he get a dog? I'm just going to assume that, well, sometimes during Christmas people, uh, parents will give dogs or like pets to their kids in hopes that it will help reform them. And they'll, they'll start learning responsibility. But let's be honest—they're kids, and they don't. Kids are dumb, and they ruin everything. So that dog is just going into the, going down the disposal, much like a fish, uh, much like a goldfish. But because a dog is much bigger than a toilet bowl, they have to put it in the garbage instead. So, the dog gets sent to the Grinch, and that's when the Grinch's real hatred towards the Who's comes about. Because they threw away a perfectly good dog. You know, I mean,
2: to be honest, the who's in the uh,
0: 2000 Grinch are kind of the worst. Like, yeah, there's super commercialism and whatnot. Like, don't get me wrong, I love commercialism. I mean, good old US of A, yay, capitalism. But, yeah, but like, let's not be a jerk about it. Like, cause, uh, the, that Grinch is kind of a bad guy, but then like the who's are also kind of bad, but in the original, the, uh, Grinch is really bad, but the who's are really sincere.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, uh, in the, the 2018 one, the who's are still pretty sincere. And then, uh, the Grinch though is, uh, not as evil as any of the other Grinches.
1: No, I think he's the medium. He's the medium Grinch.
0: But the, I, I
1: would disagree, evil, Richard. Or, I,
0: I would think the Jim Carrey Grinch is the medium Grinch, whereas John's is um, John's is evil, and yours evil, is halfway evil, uh, lawful evil. I'd say. I have the chaotic evil Grinch. He has the lawful evil Grinch, and you I have, have the you have the neutral Grinch. Okay, and he's he's a little he's a little mean when he doesn't have to
1: be. Yeah, that's why I put him down as neutral evil.
0: But, but I mean, we only ever see that Grinch during the Christmas season, so he, maybe he's actually nicer the rest of the year.
1: It's true, because we know that in this one, the Who's aren't immediately terrified of him like they are in other ones.
0: And he even has that one guy who thinks he's the Grinch's best friend.
1: The Grinch definitely disagrees, though.
0: But still, he has to have enough interaction, and this guy's got to be like, oh, yeah, I love the Grinch.
1: Maybe the Grinch is just the guy that won't say no, and he just kind of stands there talking, trying to get away the entire time.
0: Yeah, but we know that he can say no. because He
1: can, but he doesn't to this guy, because that guy keeps talking the whole time.
0: All right, so he just uh, bowls him over with words. Yeah. Do we have any other plot holes? Cause uh, we planned this triple. but then in the research, we didn't find that many. And I think it's there because
1: was, there's not a whole lot of plot holes for the Grinch. There was one plot hole brought up for mine on Reddit. Oh, which was that the Grinch is supposed to come after Santa has already arrived to deliver the gifts, which means that none of the cookies in the house should have been uneaten. So Cindy Lou, who's Santa trap would have already been set off by Santa. But how, so then why is the Santa trap there to get the Grinch?
0: Well, here's a secret for you. I gotta, I'm sorry to tell all the kids in the world.
1: Don't but, do it, John.
0: But Santa doesn't actually eat those cookies. Your parents eat those cookies. Santa doesn't like to eat that many cookies at one night. I'm sorry. That is false, John, because I have seen it myself. Uh, Richard, really quick, how would you describe Cindy Lou Who's Santa's Santa trap for those who have not seen the, that Grinch movie?
1: So for those who have not seen it, it is a it is very much a kind of Rube Goldberg-esque trap, but it involves Santa picking up a cookie that it has a tra- tripwire tied to it that will then drop a net on them. And if that doesn't work, it'll pull up the uh, noose of rope on the ground to trap his feet.
0: So what you're telling me is the person who can see you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake can't see through an obvious trap? See, I'd accept that too. But we also know that in previous uh, houses that there were uneaten cookies because the Grinch had to keep himself from eating those cookies. But maybe Santa only partakes of one cookie. Because Mrs. Claus wants him on a diet. Look, I'm saying, Eric, you have to come clean. You have to tell your kids that you eat Santa's cookies. I don't eat Santa's cookies. Santa eats his cookies. I maybe get the ugly leftovers. Mm. The night before. Mm. Look, guys, Santa's a big man. He can't just be eating that much sugar every night. Yeah, that's why he only eats one. One cookie from every house. That's still a lot of cookies.
1: And there was only one cookie in Cindy Lou Who's Santa Trap.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, there is a single
0: cookie. Now, now the, the uh, reindeer do eat the, the beets and carrots and stuff that you leave behind. That is true. But I'm saying Santa doesn't eat every cookie. Some, maybe some parents um, get a bite. Eric obviously doesn't maybe Santa like alternates houses one house. He'll drink the milk. The other house will eat a cookie so he can pace himself a little bit more. I'm more of a purist in that. I think he takes a sip of sip of milk buy a nibble of a cookie just to let you know, because I've seen them. I've seen him at home that we'll leave cookies out and there's a bite taken out of them. So I know that Santa only, he doesn't eat the whole
1: cookie. Look, all I'm saying, is that I am kind of on John's side on this one because I was once a child and I have busted parents eating Santa cookies. There are dishonest parents in the world. Not all of them hold to the code. Well, they should be
0: dragged out of the street and shot. Also, maybe Santa's kind of just a picky eater. Like, if you don't have just the right... uh flavor in your cookie, he'll know with his his nose he can smell the christmas in your cookies and if it's not peak christmas, he won't take a bite.
2: Or Santa's gone keto. Maybe the, maybe that one year. That was what happened. He didn't eat any of the cookies. Or the uh um the plate of uneaten cookies we see previously is the cookies that weren't for Santa?
0: They were just uh like other cookies. Cookies for the next day. Yes, and uh, when Santa got to Cindy Lou Who's house, he didn't eat the trapped cookie because he saw it was trapped, and went into the spare cookies and ate one of those.
2: It's possible. It's possible.
0: I mean, maybe there was even a second plate. With a note on it from uh, Cindy Lou Who's mom that says the other plate of cookies is trapped. Don't eat.
1: But Cindy Lou Who's mom didn't know about the Santa trap.
0: She knows.
1: No, she was too busy taking care of the kids. No, she knows. She was a very busy mother.
0: She still knows about the trap. Like she's like, ah, Cindy Lou, always with those traps. For getting her uh, hockey stick on the bus. All right, do you guys have any plot holes for the, the original? Do I have to try and answer any? I I couldn't find any. I think... I Like, I don't want to say it's a perfect movie just because the plot is very sim- simplistic, but
1: I'm just saying that it doesn't have plot holes.
0: <laughs> I mean, just because something's simple doesn't mean it's not
1: perfect, Eric. I'm just
0: yeah. saying that to have, like... A lot of the plot holes we deal with are very like, oh, due to this uh, this plot point that was established like 30 minutes ago, they can't do this.
1: But due to obviously, complications. So, I'm just, it's just that when you only have 26 minutes of plot to work with, there's less time to put holes in it.
0: I mean the the book is all of like 12 pages long that it's based off of. the The script is longer than the book, just because they. Um, like all those instruments we talked about. Yeah, that's not in the original book. That had to be added. They need to pad out the time. So uh, maybe for you guys, I have a question. How does the Grinch manage to steal all the presents and decorations and Christmas from every house in this town in one night? He doesn't have mm-hmm. Santa powers. He's just a Grinch. Uh, but what he does have is the power of a montage, at least in my film. I mean, we all have montages, but the difference is in mine, um, He's robbing from uh, seven houses, 20 at the most. That you could easily do in one night. But you're doing like a whole small town in your movie.
1: I am. Uh, but that would be why in my film, he is an inventor and builds a bunch of things to help him rob all of the houses.
0: It's also a uh, more involved uh, preparation.
1: It's it is. Several
0: days of planning.
1: Mm-hmm. He even tries to recruit himself a reindeer.
0: He successfully recruits himself a reindeer.
2: He just wanted Christmas off to be with his family. It was rough.
0: And because that Grinch is a nice Grinch, he let, his, let him go. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure neither uh, the uh, Jim Carrey Grinch or original Grinch would have allowed Fred the Reindeer to go to a home to his family on Christmas.
1: No. But as I said this Grinch is a responsible pet owner and actually kind of cared about his animals feelings.
0: Oh, besides uh, montaging, how does your Grinch actually steal a town's full of Christmas in one night? Well, we, in the movie we can see like he brings a lot of supplies that do it fairly quickly. Like he has a giant vacuum cleaner. I'm assuming that's what he, he uses for most of the houses. He also cuts the floor out from under the tree. So he's not going in there and like, artisanally picking the very best presents to take. No, he's going for the, uh, the combined harvester approach, get they them all, scoop it all up. Maybe he has some, uh, Thanksgiving decorations. They never took down in there, but he doesn't care. As, as long as it brings joy, he's taken it. So I think, I think he's just, yeah, the, like I said, the combined harvester approach, he's getting, getting it all. He'll sort it later. All right. Uh, well, I think we're stretched for plot holes at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's basically all of them.
0: All right, but let's talk about The Grinch. How would you rate the three Grinches if you could? Uh, I, I don't know if you saw the animated one, Eric. The I'm not, I've not seen the 2018. Yeah. All I know is when it came out, I was very, I don't want to say upset, but just incredulous. Like, why are they making another Grinch movie? The Grinch movie is perfect. But then I rewatched the 2000 Grinch movie. When did the Lorax come out? Oh, like, was it 2016? 2012, I, guess it, I think. 2012. 2012? Was it that far? Long ago? Time. Why
1: do you... Yeah, 2012 for the Lorax Ooh. movie.
0: Because uh, they did Horton he- Here's a Who, the Lorax. I just kind of think this is Illumination going through the Dr. Seuss catalog. Well, like that's uh, the thing is, it was kind of after everything else, because the Lorax was a while ago, and Horton Hears the Who was shortly after the Lorax.
1: It was the first one, actually.
0: Yeah, so it's been a while since we've had any Who um, or Susian
1: animation. Yeah, Horton Hears the Who was 2008.
0: You figure an illumination would do one about the stars upon the arse. Some sneeches, Yeah, sneeches on the beaches. But it, it's an animated movie. It takes a couple years to do, so... Like a lot, this isn't. It's not Pixar, but a lot of Pixar movies take literally a decade to produce. Just yeah, but they start them a lot earlier, mm-hmm. and they're all working on different projects at the same time. And this was supposed to come out in 2017 as well, so
1: that's still a five-year gap. Yep, it's more time than they gave between Horton Hears a Who and the
0: Lorax. I would probably have to rate The Illumination as the third, just as because you haven't seen it, it, I didn't. Yeah, but obviously the original Grinch is the best, and then
1: Jim Carrey's the second one. And I would put the original one as the best, and then I would actually go with the Illumination one over the Jim Carrey one.
0: Mm, I I think I'm close to Richard, but it is hard to balance between the Illumination and the uh, 2000 one, because I think they both have points for and against them. So what, what are some of those comparisons, John?
1: Also, just about... The so, Grinch is less Grinchy in the Illumination one. Yeah, the
0: Grinch is less Grinchy in Illumination, but the uh, the Grinch in a uh, Jim Carrey Grinch is a little padded out. It has more sequences that are kind of strictly unnecessary for the plot, like with the whole and, and as you said, they're kind of the worst Who's mm-hmm. because th- everyone learns a. Uh, About being better about christmas in that movie whereas ever all the other ones it's just the grinch needs to learn and so you know when you're comparing it to this uh really tight original one that's
1: 26 minutes and no filler
0: 26 minutes no filler and iconic you'd be like all right well you gotta add something but you lose something like you know we find out that he was lonely but i mean why was he lonely? He looked like he was the only person in that orphanage. Like literally there was no one else in that building. Like not even like, a like who runs the orphanage? Aren't there other orphans? Did no one like him cause he was green or did they not like him? Cause he liked to wear uh, skin colored leggings.
1: Who knows? No one quite knows the reason I'll bring it back.
0: But I mean like points for the, uh, um, Jim Carrey one is Jim Carrey brings a lot of energy to the Grinch and makes them very Grinchy and also funny.
1: See, and I would go with the Jim Carrey definitely makes them more Grinchy, but uh, Jim Carrey is not my favorite comedian.
0: Yeah. Some, some jokes don't land that that's also a point against it. That's where it's hard to balance.
2: Cause you know, on some level, I felt like
0: the, uh, the Grinch, um, illumination Grinch could have been like character swapped with Gru from, uh, despicable me. Like he's a very similar in mannerisms and, uh, the invent inventor side. Although, you know, they're drawing it from a a source so they can put it in there, but still like in
2: the, the Cindy Lou who from illumination is less, uh, less sincere and more precocious.
1: I mean, but she is like her whole deal is trying to like make her mom happy.
2: Oh yes. Yes.
0: But do you see uh, the original Cindy Lou and the kind of same character or are they different? Just the same name?
1: Well, in the original one, there was Cindy Lou, who was who was still only two. Yeah, see, but they did not do the only two line, and this one she's like six, and six year olds are definitely more precocious than two year olds.
0: So those are all my like little balancing things. Like I'm like I like the Cindy Lou from the uh, Jim Carrey Grinch more than the Illumination Grinch but then you know that one has far too much filler and the illumination one is surprisingly more focused on the story which is what i was worried about with it
1: mhm and that's why it's one of those interesting things cuz when you were look when you look at it like the reviews when it first came out actually aren't like they're pretty bad for the film but the further you get from it more people are like you know what this one's actually pretty good and it ends up being on the positive side on both Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb now.
0: Like, I would say you should probably watch it, Eric. I think you'd at least enjoy a watch of it. Okay. And you could watch it with your kids. They'd enjoy it too. Yeah, I, I watched this, the Jim Carrey one with the kids, and I think it was geared more towards older kids. There's especially a lot of, and like with most kids' movies, there are more jo- jokes aimed towards parents like the key swap party. Yeah. Or the, uh, there's a part when you you learn that Grinches are brought in on a, like on a pair not a parachute, but an umbrella or whatever. Um, a guy goes out and says, honey, the baby's here. He looks just like your boss. Like, ah, uh, that's kind of on the nose. But, um, the, but it is funnier with the fact that they're, they are stork delivered babies. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm not. I'll. I'll. I'll watch the Grinch uh, Illumination one. I mean, I'd actually say it's a, one of the better Illumination films. Uh, I guess we'll have to see until they bring out the Mario movie, but <laughs> never forget what they took from us. Mario's <laughs> badunka dunk. I the mean mong- they were. Able- with a mario movie i I was always as soon as i hear like the uh like the soft like piano version of a a song you already know i always get like uh like like (laughs) it kills my enthusiasm
1: just use mario's theme everyone loves mario's theme we don't need these little uh you don't need a piano version of a pop song
0: uh, yeah i don't need the piano version of a pop song I don't think I even noticed that. I'll have to I'll have to go back and rewatch that trailer. It's right when after uh he pops through the uh, pipe into the mushroom kingdom. Mm. And there's kind of like the uh, the background soft piano version starting like single notes for uh with spot spaces in between them for every uh for the Mario theme. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that's always like one of those red flags for me now for, uh, for For trailers. Yes. Well, all we know is we weren't going to uh, Chris Pratt was going to give us the, uh, a voice for Mario that we'd never heard before, but apparently it's just Chris Pratt doing a Boston accent, but whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll still go see it. But I mean, mean,
2: that happened.
0: At least I know my son is going to want to see it because we have Christopher Day as Luigi,
1: and I'm all about that.
0: I mean, it's going to be better than the other Mario movie.
1: We'll see. I mean, that's not a high bar.
0: Now, I guess the question is: Is it going to be better than the uh, Uwe Boll movie? (laughs) Probably, but that's not hard.
1: Certainly. Uh, uh. Oh. Will there be a Sherwin-Williams apocalypse in this one? I just want to know. Well, that's a
0: callback. and It's even, not even in a, the right movie. We're talking about The Grinch here.
1: Yeah, we should uh, get back to The Grinch. So yeah, you can definitely watch it with your kids. And like I said, I'm, I think I like it more
2: than the 2001. Of course, I've watched it
0: more recently than the 2001.
1: But again, you just saw Eric's reaction where he watched the 2001 and went, yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe the 2001s could have been shorter. Yeah, I mean, it, cl- it clocks in at almost two hours. Which is quite the premise for it to quadruple the run length of your uh, simple story. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this one, like the 2018 one, is only an hour and twenty-five. It just barely hits feature length.
0: I mean, I, I also get points against both Jim Carrey and
1: uh,
0: Cucumber Benedict for not being uh, so for not having the Boris Karloff um, growl.
1: I, Maybe they so, just needed to uh, remove the all of the high stuff off of both of their readings I
0: still don't think they get as deep
1: who would you cast as not Boris Karloff for the Grinch I don't know would Christopher Lee work as the Grinch
0: I could see that yeah no no I don't think Christopher Lee would work as the Grinch
2: there's too much refinement there
0: okay Idris Elba (laughs) I, I don't know. I think Idris Elba could do a good Grinch. He does a lot of things, but I think he could do the Grinch. Okay. But uh, but yeah, I think everyone can uh, watch the Grinch and learn a valuable lesson, like also to be thankful. I think that's a theme. As a, be thankful for who you're with, not just what they give you. And so we're gonna thank our patrons and everyone else. Okay, everyone oh, grab hands, so grab cool. hands, grab hands. All right, all right. Pahu right. uh,
1: Dahu Dore
0: Dore Pahu Tore, Patre Dore. Thankful, we're thankful for all our patron for all the patrons pay. There we go. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah, thank you, patrons, and all our listeners too. We love hearing yes. from you, and we wouldn't be doing this without you.
0: But uh, how do you rank the the Grinches? are we sleeping on the 2000 or the 2020 musical Grinch TV movie? Leave a like on Facebook and comment or in 280 characters or less. Let us know on Twitter at plot spackle pod. Uh, Same question. What is your ranking for the Grinch? And before you continue Richard with the, uh, with the email, I forgot to mention there is a fourth Grinch coming out next year. What? Oh no, it's actually this year. How, how, uh, what? There is a new Grinch. Well, okay, for legal, legally distinct reasons, it is not the Grinch. The movie it's... is called A Mean One. Oh, it, oh the, the horror one. It is the horror Grinch, where the Grinch is a slasher, and Cindy Lou Who has to go fight him. So, just based off of that, I think you guys should throw it in there. I somehow feel that it's going to be an extreme deviation from the subtext and uh, themes of the Grinch. So I'm going to give it the bottom. Much like the uh, Blood and Honey uh, Winnie the Pooh horror slasher movie. Yeah, I I think they're just doing that for the shock value. They don't actually have anything important to say about Winnie the Pooh. Or the Grinch. Well, I don't know. We'll know once it comes out in uh, a month. I guess. Well, from from when we're recording. Destroying the illusion
1: of podcasting. How could we? That's why we have to talk about, you know, us in the past versus us in the future, who introduces things to people. Time travel. So,
0: sorry for cutting you off, Richard. I'm going to let you finish.
1: Well, if you have a favorite animated Grinch, is it How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Halloween is Grinch Night, or The Grinch Grinch is the Cat in the Hat as the list of animated Grinches you didn't, you know, those extra ones you didn't know existed?
0: There's a Halloween Grinch
1: you can let us know, potspacklepodcast at gmail.com. So, given that we do have, like, we've got our chaotic evil Grinch, our neutral evil Grinch, our lawful evil Grinch, what other Grinches are out there?
0: Um, Is there Grinch Noir?
1: I will only accept Grinch Noir if it is also played by Nicolas Cage.
0: Nicolas Cage plays every noir character. Yes. He also plays every character in magenta. So if there's a like cyberpunk Grinch story,
1: he would have to be in that one too.
0: Like, like Tron, but with the Grinch.
1: Now, what about
0: a War Grinch? So let's, how would a, maybe is, does the, I'm just thinking of a war movie style for the uh, multiverse. Mm. But isn't that more like a, where the War Grinch is like watching over? the the two armies fighting and then on christmas uh eve they just uh put down their guns and uh sing uh silent night together see i would pass back uh presents back and forth
1: i can see the post-apocalyptic one where whoville is a thing of survivors and the grinch comes in and steals all their supplies
2: i mean what kind of snowflake is that that even on
1: nuclear snow it's nuclear winter
2: (laughs) Clearly.